and welcome to StoryQuest. Every week, StoryQuest brings our stories to life. My name is Ollie, and the title I came up with for today's story is The Dragon's Cave. I hope you enjoy it. The Last Dragon in Dagnavor. The realm of Dagnavor had once been plagued with dragons. Gigantic beasts would swoop down with fire springing from their snouts, picking off the townspeople. It was a terrifying time, but thanks to the Knights of the Court, it had more or less come to an end. It came to a point where there was just one dragon left, but try as the people might, they could not track him down. He was called Daedalus, and rumour had it that he was the most fearsome of them all. The Queen offered great riches and rewards to anyone who could slay Daedalus, but try as they might, no knight succeeded, and the townsfolk lived anxiously waiting for the next attack. They waited and waited, wondering each day if this would be the day of Daedalus's return. Tebald, a young knight, like others had tried to sneak out the dragon. After all, who doesn't want riches and rewards? But he too had failed. But, as he was about to find out, sometimes we find things we want when we stop looking. It was just a normal autumn afternoon, and he'd taken his horse Skylark for a canter through the forest. It was close to the castle near some craggy rocks. As he passed the rocks, he noticed that there was an opening. He hadn't seen that before, and he'd come this way many times, so that was strange. He dismounted his horse and peered into the gloom. There was a low rumble coming from somewhere inside. What could that be? Maybe you figured it out already, actually, but Tebald wasn't the brightest knight and just thought he should investigate. And I should tell you that investigating dark caves isn't a very good idea, especially if you are on your own, but the knight, even though he wasn't the smartest, did something very sensible at this point actually. He took a ball of twine and tied it to a tree close to the entrance of the cave. As he went further into the darkness, he unwound the twine. This meant that if he got lost, he would be able to find his way back out. The narrow passageway went on for ages and twisted and turned this way and then that. It was dark and damp and the rumbling grew louder and louder and louder. He was almost out of twine when he turned a corner and there was a flash of fire and the knight could see a dragon in the darkness right there in front of him. It was Daedalus. He jumped in terror, and realising he'd foolishly left his sword on Skylark's saddle, scrabbled around the floor and brandished an old dragon claw, which was the size of a small dog, straight at the dragon. At last! Boomed the dragon, puffing small, excited bursts of fire into the dark. Help has arrived! I've been stuck in this blooming cave forever. That was not the response that Tebald has expected. I thought dragons loved a good cave. Usually, you get them lounging over a load of gold and treasure. Tebald looked around. There wasn't any treasure to be seen. I just thought the cave might be a cosy place to doze, 
But then I got lost, didn't I? My treasure's still in my nest, or at least I hope it still is. It's pretty well hidden. Where's your nest? Hmm. Daedalus looked vague. Oh, um, not far. <clears throat> well, there's, there's no need for you to know that, is there? Although you're stuck here too now, so I don't suppose it matters. Why? I'm not stuck, said Tebold. I have a way to get out of this cave. What? Way, Daedalus said curiously. Tebald decided that telling the dragon about the twine might mean he ended up being dinner, and so just retorted, Well, there's no need for you to know that. And the dragon looked very peevish. Tebald had a think and then came up with an idea. Look, how about we do a deal? I'll get you out of this cave. If you give me some of your treasure... I don't want to give you any of my treasure. Well, you don't like being in the cave either. This was true. And after a small huff, which made some green smoke come out of his snout, he extended a claw and they shook on it. In the glimmering gloom, the dragon couldn't see the twine as Tebald carefully felt it in his hands, following the route back to the entrance. It took a very long time, and the dragon must have got fatter from when he came into the cave because he had to squeeze himself through some tight spots. But eventually, they made it out into the cool evening air. Oh, I'm free, roared the dragon, and delightedly blew a very large flame, gently singeing Tebald's hair in the process. Oops. Sorry about that. Where's all that string come from, then? Tebald explained his trick. After all, Daedalus didn't seem to be interested in eating him at all. He was too pleased to be free of the cave, and Tebald found that even though his sword was back in his hand, he couldn't quite bring himself to have a fight with this big, dozy dragon. And Daedalus was as good as his word. He took Tebald on his back, and after a luxurious stretch of his wings, flapped them, and rising into the air, carried him to a nest at the top of a very tall oak tree. And the nest, wow, it was enormous, and filled with rubies and gold, diamond-encrusted armour, and sapphire-trimmed swords and daggers. Oh, go on then, take whatever you can carry, said the dragon. I'd forgotten how uncomfortable it all is to sit on. Why do valuable things have to be so pointy? Just checking. When I get back to the castle, you won't start eating everyone again, will you? Said Tebald cautiously. Tebald shook his head. I thought you would have noticed. I've gone off humans. I'd rather have a bat these days. I'll keep out of your way if you keep out of mine, okay? Humans make you so bloated, gassy. You know what I mean? Tebald did not know what he meant, but was reassured and began to dive into the treasure. That would explain why Daedalus hadn't been around. He just realised that he was human intolerant. A lot of very sensible people are, I reckon, but that's another matter. Tebald eagerly grabbed the jeweled-covered armour and the sword and filled his pockets with golden coins and precious stones. At the last minute, before Daedalus was set to carry him home, he grabbed a golden crown and shoved it over his helmet, 
And then he grabbed another crown and shoved it on top of the first. I think that's enough crowns, observed Daedalus, rolling his scarlet eyes as Tebald's hand hovered over a third. And with that, they set off. The dragon dropped Tebald off in a clearing close to the castle, and with a small bow, returned into the air, and Tebald was left alone, dripping in diamonds and golden armour, and the crowns. Come on, you can't forget about the crowns. He was never seen again by Tebald or the townsfolk. And when Tebald knocked on the castle door and asked to see the queen, the court erupted in excitement and cheers. They'd never seen so much bullying on one small night, and so they knew something must have happened. See here, the claw of the terrifying dragon Daedalus. I have slain him and reaped my reward, he shouted, holding up the dragon's broken claw so everyone could see. He made a gift of one of the crowns and a bowl full of diamonds to the queen, and in return, she proclaimed that he would be given the highest honours in the land. So it's safe to say that they lived happily ever after. And so did everyone else, relieved that the last dragon of Dagnavor had been slain. But what about Daedalus? Well, after a while, he got tired of sitting on his nest. The diamonds were so stony and pointy, and he decided he might actually quite like being back in the cave. After all, it was quite cosy. But this time he remembered Tebald's trick, and even though it was difficult with his claws, used a trail of twine to make sure he would never get lost again. He spent peaceful nights snoring in a rumbling, thunderous way, occasionally returning to his nest to check on the treasure. And if the nearby villagers heard a distant rumble as well. It must be thunder, right? I mean, the last dragon had been slain by the valiant Tebald, hadn't he? Well, we know the truth, but I won't tell if you won't. And that's the story of the last dragon of Dagnavor. And we're here with Ollie, who gave us the idea for the Dragon's Cave. Ollie, what made you send that over to us? What gave you that title, the Dragon's Cave? Well, we were like doing a subject of dragons and knights in English. And we had to write like a story about it. And I didn't actually get to finish it. So I thought it'd be quite nice to send it in and kind of get a new one well how did your story of dragons and knights differ from the one that we wrote what was different do you remember well it was the one we wrote at school was more like violent and but the one here it was like they still think that there's a dragon in Dagnavor but actually well there is still one but they think they got killed yeah, yours, so yours was more violent. Um, yeah. Well, here we go. The big question. What did you think of the dragon's cave? Did we? Did it live up to the, the title that you imagined for us? Yeah, it really did. I really enjoyed it. We, like, my mum and my dad, we all sat around the computer watching it last night, and it was really fun to watch. What was your favourite part? Uh, probably 
how they used the twine around the cave to know where to get and that the dragon got lost and didn't know how to get out. Yeah. Very smart, very intelligent. Who was your favourite character that we met on the adventure? Uh, probably the dragon. <laughs> it's always good to like a dragon, to be nice to a dragon. Well, I really enjoyed reading it out. I really enjoyed the adventure. And the title, like the dragon's cave, it's mystical and magical, but we can kind of do whatever we want with it. And I, I love ideas like that. Has it given you any ideas for more stories that maybe you want to write there, Ollie? Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, though. Like, I like writing stories at school and I like writing, but I don't know if I really want to keep on doing it. Do you like dragons and knights? Yeah. Well, there are so many stories out there that you can read about dragons and knights. And I mean, you can always yeah. come back and, and watch and, and listen to this. So, Ollie, listen, thank you so much for sending us the Dragon's Cave. I really, really enjoyed reading out for you, mate. Thank you. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode.